Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete. Awesome, I wish I had it. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Tom Twilliger here with Epic Men Radio, rattling the cages and reigniting the fire. I have a special guest for you today. And if you want to know how to tap into being your best and becoming your own brand in many respects, this is the guy you want to hear it from. Our special guest, Joel Kahn, on this episode of Epic Men Radio. Rattling the cage and reigniting the fire. You're listening to Epic Men Radio. All right, so as you know, I've been involved in the digital world and certainly out there in the marketing world, social media for some time now. And someone that came to my attention several years ago, as a matter of fact, uh, was our guest, or is our guest today. He wrote a book called The AdSense Code. Very is that good. right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. And that was a few years ago. And that was really when I first discovered nice. Joel Kahn. Holy cow, it just dawned on me that in March it's going to be the 10th year anniversary of that book. Isn't that crazy? Wow, where's the time? 10 going? years. I can count it in gray yeah. hairs. <laughs> you have gotten a little gray. I did not the have first time we a, any gray 10 years ago. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, so tell me about, because it, again, it, it's a little hard to define Joel Com. It really is. And when I talked about being your own brand, I mean, that's kind of who you are. That's what you are. Yeah, I've had a number of businesses over the years, Tom, and, and what I've discovered is that I'm just a big kid, <laughs> and I like to play, and I like to experiment, and, and that's why over the 20 years uh, I've had a longevity in the internet business, mm. I've done so many different things, and somebody asked me just this year, how would I classify myself? Mm. And when I boil it down to its basics, I'm a guy with a pail and a shovel looking for a sandbox to play in. <laughs> I want to build, I want to try building things, yeah. but I'm open to different things. And if it's interesting to mm. me, that's where it starts. See, for me, it doesn't start with money. Hmm. It's not about, I can make a lot of money if I learn how to do that. Mm. That's not interesting. Once you've had a successful business, it's not hard to make money. Mm. So quality of life becomes way more important. So it's got to be interesting to me. It's got to stimulate a part of my, my mind or my soul that makes me want to go, I want to try that because mm. that looks like fun. That looks like it would be cool. That looks like it could be inspirational. That looks like it could help a lot of people. Any of those things, if it stirs a part of me, then I want to try it. Wow. Tell me about a couple of things that you've done in that respect in terms of exploring that sandbox, ultimately. What are some, because you've done some interesting, fascinating things in the box and certainly outside that sandbox. What's something that's most memorable and or, dare I say, profitable? Uh, well, there's, there's a whole list of things, and so let's try to pull from both of those. Yeah. Uh, as far as interesting, I was really inspired by The Apprentice when mm. the show was at its peak. And this was the era that YouTube was becoming a viable place to create mm. programming. So in 2007, I partnered with uh, a joint venture partner by the name of Eric Holmland, mm -hmm. and we had had some successful projects together, made a lot of money <clears throat> selling information products, and I said, let's do a reality show. I remember you doing that, and yes. born of that was The Next Internet Millionaire, which mm -hmm. was and will always be the world's first competitive internet reality mm. show, and it was like The Apprentice meets YouTube. 13 episodes, fully produced, shot in a, a studio, actually an airport hangar in Loveland, Colorado. <laughs> 
uh, with 12 contestants and, and had 12 internet millionaires come in to teach them over the course of the show. Mm. And uh, it, it got an honorary Webby Award. And to this day, it's one of the most fun things yeah, yeah. that I've done. Well, we watched that process also. We watched it online, what you were doing. And my wife, Dawn, of course, who's the consummate marketer, she's always like, Tom, you got to do this. Tom, you got to get there. You got to speak in front of that room. She's the one. I'm like, yeah, all right, okay, whatever you think. I mean, Jones, my wife is like, you have to be on this show next year when they do it. Did it come back? Did you do it again? Or was it said that was the it one was, time? It was a one big time. push. Yeah. I think a lot of that's when the gray hair started. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was great fun, and yeah. I, there's really no regrets about it. But uh, amazingly, we broke even mm. on it, and we did pitch it to CNBC and to Bravo, and both of them were interested, and they came back and said, "We think it's over the heads." of the TV viewer. And so the um, business show hadn't really taken off mm. in the reality space. Now we have Undercover Boss, we have Shark Tank, yep. and we're seeing more of those. So I think the time would be right now for the right producer to come along and say, you were you know, eight years before your time, now we need to do this and update this, especially in the social media world yeah, that we live yeah. in. Well, it's interesting, and, and everyone's had this experience at one time or another, certainly not to the level you had, where you actually went out and you produced it, you had winners, you broke even, because listen, putting something like that on had to cost a few bucks, it so yeah. just breaking even, and the fact that you got, you gained a lot of momentum. You had a lot of traction. People got to know who you were. They were watching the process. Everybody was interested and fascinated by it. And but but I've also had that experience where it's like, hey, all I had, however, was an idea. Like most of us, I had an idea. Hey, world's best personal trainer. This you got the yoga specialist. You got the Pilates people. You got the weight training guy. You got this guy over here. You got the martial arts trainer. Let's bring them together and see who really gets the best results. They're not doing that, but they do have the diet show. Have you seen this now? I have not. Oh, brand new reality show. It's like, what's the best diet? Oh, so they got all these people with different diet technicians and stuff taking them through the process. Here's the best diet. Eat less, move your body more. <laughs> right? Actually, it is really. In fact, it is. you did something the other day on your, um, uh, you had five tips that you do, because this is something that, that is so important in terms of our epic men process. And I want to talk more about what you've done in the entrepreneurial space, but also in that physiology component. Because you pay close attention to how you eat in many respects. Obviously, you're not like massively disciplined. We want to enjoy yeah, life. Obviously. Well, obviously, that's not what I meant, by the way. <laughs> it is a little obvious. I, I, I could stand to drop about 20, but, but I was a lot bigger before, mm -hmm. and I, I dropped 55 at one point, and mm -hmm. I did it. Uh, by the way, I'm glad you're paying attention to my Oh, I was watching. I thought it was great. Uh, you know, I uh, you have to pay attention to your own body, mm. and there isn't one size fits all for anybody, and so that's why I don't subscribe to various diets. I wanted to figure out what worked for me. Right. Uh, they tell you that you're supposed to eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. Well, that doesn't work for me because as much as I love breakfast, mm. bacon and eggs and some toast or, or you know, even some pancakes. Oh, yeah, there's Sunday morning right syrup. there. <laughs> love it. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not hungry. I don't mm. need to eat. And so I do a Shakeology. Mm. And I know there's a lot of various protein shakes. I've been doing this for five years. Mm -hmm. It's a scoop of this chocolate powder, drop it in some water, shake it up, and it's got the vitamins and minerals and, and you know proteins and amino acids and herbs and enzymes and all right, this right. stuff in it. Now, I know it's not the same as raw foods, but I'm putting it in me, and it gives me energy. Mm -hmm. And then lunchtime comes, and I'll have a power bar. You know, maybe a croissant with some butter, maybe some nuts. I keep it light. Mm -hmm. And then, so I escalate during the day. And then dinner, 
is my largest meal because it gives me something to look forward to. I yeah, enjoy yeah. going out to eat. I enjoy being with somebody and sharing a nice meal. Sometimes it's a hearty meal. Mm. And, and for me, that works. And then what I do to uh, exercise is I move my body every day. For me, that means getting out and walking. Unlike you, I don't like pumping <laughs> iron. I'm not into the bodybuilding. I hate going to the gym yeah, and yeah. working out. It's just, it's not pleasurable for me. But I love to put on my shoes mm. and hit the pavement. And I can do that for an hour or two, sometimes more, where I'll do at least an hour a day, mm. usually an hour and a half or so. If it's a beautiful day, I'll just keep walking at a pretty good clip. I'll, I'll go about four miles per hour. Mm. So it's, a, it's not a jog. But it's a fast walk, and, I, and as much as I travel, it's really important to do that. Um, and I love going places and walking wherever I am, especially if it's a new place that I haven't been before. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we're here in Denver, and we've got snow on the ground right now. It's cold out. I've got a treadmill in the basement, and I used awesome. it this morning. did an hour 15 Is that minutes. where you shot that, that video? Yep. Uh, on you shot on your treadmill? Yeah. I'm thinking you're in the athletic club, and I'm, I was about to call you on Oh, I hate going to the gym. It's like, wait a minute. It's so club, club, club Joel. I got All right, I love right it. Here in the house. Have to have, have, to have <laughs> some sort of fitness yeah, equipment yeah. in the house. It, unless you're going to do sit-ups, push-ups, jumping jacks, and then you don't mm -hmm, need it. But other mm -hmm. than that, you've got to have somewhere you can go to do what it is that you do. Absolutely. And you, and you hit it on the nose, too, in terms of the walking. It's such a huge component because I, I don't travel as much as I used to, but I was traveling you know, every week for a while. There. And, and even just being in an airport, man, if you just walk, power walk in an airport. Yep. If you've got a layover, 20 minutes, a half hour, an hour or two, man, get out there and power walk. Take those escalators. Yeah, the, eventually the the uh, the security will catch up with you when you're going in the opposite directions on the uh, on the on the uh, right, escalator. Right. What's but, code red? <laughs> right, we code got a maniac. Red. We got a nut job in the Listen, place. Listen, when uh, if we weren't sitting down for this interview, mm. a lot of the interviews I do are on the phone or on Skype. I walk around my mm -hmm, house. Mm -hmm. You know, I usually can't do it outside because of the noise. But when I interview. I find that I'm sharper if I'm moving. Yeah. So you get me a little less sharp right now because we're sitting. <laughs> if we were walking, I'd be just plus one. But so I'm I try to keep moving as much as I can yeah. because what I do is I sit at the computer a lot. A lot. Yeah. And that's not good mm -hmm. to be sitting all the time. So getting up and moving around is really important. And I think that's something for a lot of entrepreneurs as well that don't have necessarily bricks and mortar. Facilities. If you're doing online business, you're in front of that computer a great deal, and you're sitting a lot. And we're seeing the impact uh, on on business, on your relationships, on your on your self-esteem in terms of how you feel. If you're not moving your body, you're not honoring your physiology, which is a big part of who you are, and your self-esteem. It comes together to produce all that. So, number one, I was thrilled to see that you had lost all that weight because I remember when we first met early on, even around the time you wrote the since Yeah, I, no, I, you were I, I was in. Um... I think at my peak, I was in size 40s, and mm -hmm. they were tight. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable in 36s now. But I had dropped as low as I was. Re I got really skinny um, down to a size 32, mm -hmm. and it was it was too thin for me. 34 is ideal size, so I'm about, I got about two inches mm -hmm. that I could uh, drop. All right, so a little bit more. We can always get a little bit more. We can always be a little right. bit better. And this is one of the ideas that we're always going after more information. Disciplining ourselves, challenging ourselves to always be a little bit better. Well, so, there's a trade-off to it, Tom, there right? Is. I mean, it, there, there's lifestyle. Mm. And the fact of the matter is, is life is short. And I, if I've got the choice between, okay, I can go have a, a nice hearty meal and a couple glasses of wine, mm. or I can say, no, Joel, you really need to watch it. <laughs> I will tend towards the moment yeah. because the moments 
are all we have mm. for sure. And uh, maybe ultimately that's not what's best for long term for my health prospects, but we live in a microwave society. I want it that's now. Right. Yeah. And, and, and no, you hit it on the nose too because it is lifestyle and ultimately Epic Man is about building a business that supports your desired lifestyle. You design that lifestyle for yourself. And unfortunately, it doesn't always happen that way. It, it's designed for us, depending on how trapped we get in our business, in our lives, in our relationships, and the context we build around it. But the ability to be able to make those decisions, to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to enjoy a little bit of wine. I'm going to get on the treadmill tomorrow. I'm going to eat the way I need to in the morning, in the afternoon, and go out. And you live here. I mean, living here. I mean, you're five minutes away from downtown Cherry Creek. Oh, that's that Hillstone. The, the oh, Hillstone. It's an yeah. amazing yep. restaurant. It's just wonderful food. And every now and then, I mean, I try not to eat too much fried food, mm -hmm. but they do this, it's called the flying chicken, you know, so, and it's fried <laughs> and it's so amazing. Really? And yep, I, sometimes I got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Hillstone's great. I, I ate at uh, Little Ollie's across the street just the other night. I, I, yeah. You know, I've not been yet, but I've yeah. heard it's like some of the best Chinese. Great right? Chinese food. Yeah. Great Chinese. So let's talk about some of the other things that you've done in, in the entrepreneurial world. And I know that you have so much experience. I know, that's me too, actually. <laughs> and you have so much experience in that area. And I know that you're now, and have been for some time, coaching a lot of business owners, especially yeah. online business owners, to help find the direction, to help reach their market. So let's talk about that in terms of what you do to help people in that respect. Because we're talking about working together. Right. So basically what I'm asking for is, Tell me what you do so I can make a decision. Yeah, right, right. How, how, can, how can you help me? Well, you know, it's not just online business, right? I think you have to, have, just like you, uh, you have to have people take a holistic approach to what it is they're doing. Mm -hmm. Business is a subset of something larger that we call life. Mm -hmm. And if you're not working on the life component, then how do you get your, your goals? straight how do you know what it is that you really want in business how do you know what you're capable of how do you know if you are really focusing on the main gifts that you have mm. what else in your life outside of your business might be out of balance that's contributing to the lack of movement that you're wanting to have here's the deal in our lives we live in a jar this is our jar mm. and we are inside of it and the saying goes you can't read the label from inside the jar you know, it says pickles, I like right? I can see that yeah, right yeah. there, and I know what the ingredients are, and I can see what you can't see mm. because you're in your bubble, in your jar. And so my goal when I work with people, whether they're large corporations, whether I do a one day with corporations, $10,000, I come in, I read the label on their jar, I tell them <laughs> what I see, and they go, how did we not? see that you're inside because you're inside mm -hmm. of it and you, you don't know you don't know the story that others are telling about you mm -hmm. other than through your own grid here's what we see my goal is for people to have what we call an out of jar experience <laughs> where you are able to, to come alongside and I go that have you looked at this did you even see this and you go oh my gosh that's been there all along mm. but I couldn't see that Sometimes they're little, small shifts. And I believe that the small shifts are actually the things that create mm -hmm. the greater movement. Sometimes they're glaring. I love the small things though, because one of my favorite things to do is move mountains by doing this. A lot of people think that you have to work hard. They tell you to bang on that door and beat on it until it opens mm -hmm. up. 
I think that's kind of foolish. Here's why. There's so much opportunity out there that there are doors that are either wide open or partially open or just creaking open a little bit that if you just become a person that seeks where you can serve others, mm. you will find that there is ridiculous amounts of opportunity. And this poor sucker's over here beating on this one door. <laughs> so what I do is truly become an opportunity seeker and help businesses and individuals to become opportunity seekers so they can get out of their jar, have an out of jar experience and see all the opportunity there is. So when you work with somebody like me, there's things that I do in social media. There's ways of gaining traction and gaining exposure that you're not focused on. You're mm -hmm. not even thinking about because A, you're busy doing what you're doing inside your jar and B, you don't know what you don't know. And so Ain't that the truth. that's the coach's yes. job is to say, oh, this thing, if you just did this one thing, you know, let me introduce you to this person because I don't have the answer, but I know them and they do. In fact, that's one of my favorite things in the world mm. to do, because it is truly moving a mountain by doing, by doing that. It's saying, I know this person A and this person B, and they need to know each other, because when they know each other, there is a potential for magic to happen mm. and trickle down <clears throat> and affect their lives and their business. And for me, because I've had 20 years of experience in online world, I've danced in a lot of different circles, yeah. so I know the, the, all the players in the social media world, I know the players in the internet marketing, affiliate marketing, personal development, tech VC community, mm -hmm. Fortune 500s, right? And, and so being able, and you always assume, I say you, I mean us, uh, that everybody you know knows each other, but we don't. And so for me, it's a great privilege to say, this person from this group needs to know, this person mm. from this group, put them together, and I go, my work here is done, and then something <laughs> magical happens. Yes, it does. It's, it's uh, the greatest reward for me, mm. because I know that those people are gonna do something cool together, and for me, it takes the least amount of effort. Absolutely, so can, making an introduction that can make that big a difference. And it's your, you're always doing stuff, though. I mean, you, you had uh, an event here. You hosted something here recently. Shenanigans. Um, shenanigans, man. It was a blast. Yeah, we'll do, it, we'll do it again in the spring sometime. Yeah. I, I need to schedule it. But, uh, yeah, I just decided to put on a meetup. Mm -hmm, and I've done mm -hmm. two of them now, social media shenanigans. I brought in uh, Ted Rubin, came in as my guest for the first one, and Chris Brogan, Chris Brogan. was here for the last yeah. one. And we had about 150 people come out both mm -hmm. times. And rather than a traditional business meetup, we met at a bar yeah. slash restaurant and we had a party and, and the speaker, you know, talked for 10, 15 minutes. We had prizes, we did live video streaming and people connected. Yeah. And the relationships that are formed is stuff, I don't even know, you know, what happened. What has come from that. it, absolutely. But I, mean, I guarantee yeah. that connections were made there. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've been connected with and, and, and chatting with, I even did, uh, I spoke at one of Chris Brogan's events, but his being there, my being here, being local, coming together again, you bringing us together again, it, it helped solidify that relationship. Yeah. It brought it tighter together because it was really in a social environment. And that's where a lot of those, you know, when you, when you get out of the context of, hey, we're at a meeting or we're at an event or I'm speaking and they're speaking, it's a different environment. When you do something like shenanigans, yeah. and it indeed was shenanigans, get online, look for the picture, because <laughs> there was a lot of shenanigans going on. Balloon hats and <laughs> funny things. And as, as it was uh, quoted from Super Troopers, the next person that says shenanigans, I'm going to shoot them. Remember that at all? I don't know if you remember Super Troopers. <laughs> yeah, I do remember it. 
So here's the thing. Uh, when people, uh, you know, one of the questions I get asked all the time is what's the fastest way to build my business? Indeed. And we all want to know that. How can we move faster? Invariably, mm -hmm. my answer is always get out of your house and go to an event. Mm. Go to where people are, whether it's a small local meetup or whether it means getting on a plane and going to a mm. large scale event like an affiliate summit, a social media marketing world, a consumer electronics show, whatever it is, go where people are that you want to, that you don't know who they are necessarily, but you know that these are the types of people you want to connect mm -hmm, with. Mm -hmm. And then you see it all as opportunity. I'm going to Consumer Electronics Show and Affiliate Summit West. It's a whole week in Vegas, um, first or second week in January. Yeah. I have no agenda other than to go and to show up. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee just by being there, there will be opportunity okay. that will open up. And at the very least, I'll have fun. Mm -hmm. And I'll reconnect with old friends, but I'll make new friends and I'll walk away from it with a, a larger network, perhaps with a, another consulting opportunity or a speaking opportunity. I don't even know, but I don't go in going, here is my specific goal of why I'm going <laughs> to be there. I'll show up even if I'm not getting paid to come speak yeah, because yeah. I've learned this is how you grow your business. And, 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 and listen, I can confirm this because I've run into Joel at several events. You go to, I can't say everything because there's a whole gamut of things that we can't get to but you are at almost everything and we ran into each other at uh, at uh, traffic and conversion yeah. at a couple of other events you weren't speaking but you were there and you were connecting and you were always connecting with people always and the other thing too that 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 rings so true with this is that even if nothing directly in terms of a connection a contact an opportunity arises from being at these events there's a renewed energy it's it's like it's like a for it's like a shot of testosterone to a degree. It's like, wow, you go back to your business with new ideas, you go back to your coaching with, with new perspectives, and there's always something to be learned. And it's that momentum, man. You're in motion. Get out from behind the screen. Oh, gosh, absolutely. From the computer, right? This is where I come to recharge and, and rest a little bit. I'm an extrovert by nature, as are you. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a little more difficult for introverts, but I would encourage you just the same to go and, and do these things and connect with people. But everybody needs downtime and recharge mm. time. And with as much as I travel, I did the math on this year. Um, of course, we're uh, in the middle of December right now as we're recording this. And I have spent four months in hotel rooms this year. This year? Four this months? Year, four months. So um, it's a lot of being on the road. Yeah. And sometimes for a couple weeks at a time. And then I come home and I decompress. Mm -hmm. And December has been fantastic because I've not going just chilling, yeah. except for a lot of Christmas. I, I tell you, it's a blessing because otherwise I could have nailed them down for an interview. It yeah. just wouldn't have happened. Yeah, we've been trying for quite some time. And you were going here, you were going there. Yeah. So finally we got you nailed down a little bit. Hey, the other thing too is, you know, and, and I just want to, because there are going to be guys listening to this that are saying, yeah, I'd love to get to traffic conversion. I'd love to get to this bad. I'd love to fly out for shenanigans. I said it, I got to shoot myself. Um, but it's expensive. If I'm going to go to this event, it's going to cost $1,500, or $2,000, $3,000, the airfare, the hotel. Is it really worth it? You have to invest. You have to invest in a third time. Mm. You have to invest. <laughs> when we come from a scarcity mindset that says, I really want to go to this thing, but it's going to cost me X amount, then you're looking at, you're looking at the expense instead of the potential mm -hmm. revenue. And that mindset's not going to serve you ever. Mm. You can't operate out of your lack. 
you have to operate out of a mentality of abundance. I'm not saying that magically wish or, you know, I'm not a big fan of the secret. I don't think that you can call in the genie of the universe and boom, there's, you know, there's money in your lap. But I do believe in taking small actions that open up doors of opportunity so that money can come to you. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, spend the 1500 take the risk. You believe enough in yourself mm -hmm. and the value that you have to offer. And if you don't, you should, because you're not here by mistake. You're here for a reason, created by God with passions, talents, skills, abilities, personality, designed to bring value. Mm -hmm. So let's put that in there, a little jolt to the system in case you think. Well, you know, that you know, goes back a little bit earlier. When you talk about bringing value, providing value, looking to serve others, then you know what? You have to find it within yourself to say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna let go of all that little inner voice crap that we talked yeah. about earlier, you and I and say, you know what, that's just programming. I was born with these gifts, and I want to be able to share that, and I want to be able to serve others. You know what my hashtag is? Do good stuff. Do good stuff, that's Do right. Do good stuff. So yeah. the, the, yeah. that comes from uh, the idea that if you just seek to do good in the world, mm -hmm. deliver value without expectation of anything in return, mm -hmm. unless you have, you know, it's a contractual business deal, right? You get paid for something. Uh, just do good stuff then you don't really have to worry about the results because the laws of the universe are such that when you put good out there, mm. I believe good comes back to you. And so while I do have very healthy boundaries about what I will and won't do, when I choose to do something for somebody else and don't expect anything in return, I leave it. Mm. I just, I do it and I leave it and I trust the process. And so when you pay to get on a plane and go to an event and you ask questions, of people. Mm. You don't go in with your business card and say, hi, I'm Joe yeah, Simone, this is what I do. Yeah. You go in and you ask questions mm. and you find out when you ask questions what people need, where their pain point is. And it just might be, just as when you came in here today, you said, I don't have a coach. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're here for a reason yeah. perhaps because there's a pain point and here's a way that I can perhaps serve you. Mm. Well, when you go to an event, you're going to find a lot of pain. The more people you talk to, the more pain you're going to discover. And I guarantee that you're going to be able to be the, the balm mm. that soothes the pain of some of the people you're talking to. And that's business opportunity. I like it. And that is a totally different reference to the word bomb that I love now. Yes. You know, I mean, it's, that's a great way of reframing that. I yeah. love it. And the other thing, too, and again, I love this. I love this. Uh, uh, area of discussion because it's so important and, and it has served me, it has served you, it has served countless others to go to these events, to get involved. And the other thing too is getting involved in masterminds is another yeah. great way. But I just want to go back for a second because when you go to these events and, and we're just using traffic and conversion, we'll say, you know, it's, it's a big event. There's a lot of people in the industry, in, in digital marketing, um, coaching industry, personal growth. They're all there, authors, speakers, you name it. Right. And, uh, and one of the things that, that I made a mistake doing early on when going to these events was, like you said, I, had, I wanted to give up my car. I wanted, to, I wanted to meet as many people as possible <laughs> instead of, hey, you know what? This one person is maybe the person I'm supposed to meet. Let's, this go, is the let's, one go, have, let's go have lunch. Let's yes. go have a drink. Let's go yes. run up to the corner. Look, there's a lot of great stuff you can learn at conferences. But honestly, unless I'm speaking, mm. I don't spend much time sitting in a seat. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not because I can't learn. <clears throat> Believe me, I, I can learn a lot. But I choose not to for two reasons. Mm. One, if I sit in and listen to another person tell me how to build a list, that's just going to be something else that 
I am not doing. Right, right. So I, I, there's no end to the amount of knowledge, but if I'm not implementing it, mm. there's no point in me learning it. The other reason is the real business takes place in the hallway. So I spend most of my time at events mm. outside the room, sitting on a sofa, sitting at the bar, at the diner, whatever, or going off property. So, you know, when I was in Orlando last time, took a few of our friends, we went off to Disney mm -hmm, World. Mm -hmm. We're bonding, we're talking, there's business happening, there's personal relationships being oh, yeah, developed, yeah. and you never know what's going to come of it. And we had a great time. Yeah. So events are great. Go and learn selectively what you need to learn, but the real goal is to connect with people because yeah, ultimately... We are not in the business of selling our product or service. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. If you think you're in the business of selling a product or service, I'm going to reframe that right now. Yeah. You are in the business of serving people. And your product or service is the channel to make that happen. Mm -hmm. Agreed 100%. So channel that, connect with that energy, and it doesn't have to be every single person in the room. Um, and cultivate those relationships. I right. talked about this a little bit in my last podcast. That is so important. And by the way, as you were talking, it dawned on me that the first time, because I thought I mentioned the first time up in, um, I think it was up in Loveland or Fort Collins, and you were and you were doing a, a promotion. You had the book there, the new yeah. book. And but I remember now it was before that. It was at one of uh, Peak Potential's events, and you were speaking, and I believe it was a Peak Potential's event. And you you did something that was just so cool, and I wish I could recite it perfectly, but I can't. You you you. Had on on the screen. Oh yeah, had the video. This, this video that was talking about, and it was like all this negative stuff. It was like negative, 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 and then it just went backwards with the exact same language, read backwards, and it was, it was like, it was it was all positive. Right. And it was just like how you look at things, and it was just like whoa. I, that was one of the most impressive moments I've had at one of these live events watching a presenter, man. Of course, your rest of your presentation was fantastic as well. Well, you that know, was awesome. I appreciate that. What's great about that video, which I call the truth, mm -hmm. is that I show it before I even get on stage. That's right. So, you know, a lot of people, before they come on stage, they show these videos that show them on stage yeah. and in media appearances. You know, Joel, come, Joel, come. Watch the news, Joel, come. And I look at that and I think, all right, this is all just pumping you are. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what the MC should do when they introduce you. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't like come on out unless this is not adding value. This is just pumping you up. So I thought I want a different type of introduction mm -hmm. video. I want a video that's not about me, but all about the audience. I want to prime the pump mm -hmm. and set the stage for what they're about to hear. And so the first part of that video beats the crap out of people. Oh, it does. Uh, and they wonder, like, why are you doing this? Absolutely. <laughs> like, what? And then when they get the second <laughs> the second minute of it, the, the last part, mm -hmm. uh, they end up three times higher than when we started before I beat them down. Yeah, yeah. And they're receptive and they're ready to hear. Their hearts are open so that their minds can remember, so that we make an imprint. Because any, look, any monkey can teach, truly. Now, some are better teachers than mm -hmm. others, but teaching doesn't mean anything if you can't touch people's hearts. You have to touch the heart for something to stick in the mind. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. And that's why you remember, remember that video from all those years ago. And I hear this all the time, by the way. Yeah? yeah? Wow. Yeah. Well, it, it had a huge impact. Hey, listen, man. I know I can't keep you much longer. Anything else you'd like to say? I mean, we're talking with guys, man. We're talking about entrepreneurs. Uh, uh, Sometimes, uh, listen, the wheels may be falling off. Maybe you're on track. Maybe you're 100%. But there's always another level in your life, in your body, in your business. What kind of uh, last minute advice might you give someone? 
Well, you know, I don't want to do the Nike thing and say, just do it. Yeah. Because it's, cause it, it's, it's trite. It's also very true. But I think just being authentic, like embrace who you are with your flaws, mm. with your struggles, because those have all helped to shape you. And they're a part of your story. You might be in the part of the story now where it's dark. You know, you're in the forest and it's scary and you hear all the, you know, the monster sounds at night and you think you're all alone out there, mm. but you're not alone. There's other guys that are going through it right now. There's guys that have been through it and that can help. And, and if you're willing to be authentic and honest about where you are in the process, you'll find a lot of support, mm. including what you're doing with real men. Absolutely. Awesome. So how do we get in touch with you? Where do we go? Oh, gosh. I'm the only Joel Com <laughs> out there in the world. C-O-M-M. C-O-M-M. Go it's, there, man. It's my real name. It's JoelCom.com. <laughs> find me on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere on social media. And uh, I'm, I've got several podcasts on iTunes as well. Now, I know I'm going to be asked this, but you don't have that video available online. I do not. You I don't. Do. I mean, I mean, you don't I, want to steal a thunder from it when you're using it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, you've been terrific, buddy. Thanks, Tom. Really appreciate, appreciate it. it. Absolutely, it's gonna be a great new year, 2016. 2016 is gonna hey. be awesome. Oh, it is gonna be awesome. Tom Tuwilly with Epic Men Tribe, Epic Men Radio, rattling the cages and reigniting the fire. If you haven't done so already, go to epicmen.com. Download the digital Epic Men Manifesto while it's still available. Do that right now, and we'll see you on the next podcast. That's how winning is done. Thanks for listening to Epic Men Radio. Now get off your ass and give us a review on iTunes. And make sure you subscribe to and share Epic Men Radio with other men in your tribe so no one will ever miss a single empowering episode. You can also find us at epicmen.com. <laughs>